Hey guys, welcome back to Men From Moto, episode number three. And uh, tonight we're joined by our two regulars once again, Kenji Gashira, Numatamami. How's it going, Kenji? Numat, good. <laughs> and of course, everyone's favorite DrashMagic.com personality, Josh Frankel. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Um, so I do want to address a card before we go on to the new stuff that uh, we haven't talked about before. Um, just to repeat on, on some on a card that we've done previously because I did a draft today where I once again I've had two switcheroos and I just I guess I'm bad at drafting decks with them in it. I still think um, I think Josh, you were a bit in agreement with me, whereas Kenji was like, you know, you always play them. You you seem to think that you know you do need. Maybe guys that you want to ditch, and uh, today was just it was the same thing where I didn't think five mana to upgrade a two one flyer for like a four four ground guy that was attacking me already. I was getting it back tapped. It wasn't gonna save me. Like they were gonna get the two one untapped with it and like put enough pressure um, on me to kill me. So I don't know if I'm doing things wrong, Josh. What do you think? No, I mean like. <laughs> It, it just because like mind yeah mind control is gonna flat out win you more games maybe and so maybe you're just okay you're like every time it's in your hand you're like damn this isn't mind control it's it must suck but I I, I mean it's still really really good like just because in some situations it's not outright stealing a game I I it's still very very powerful and and it's also possible like maybe are you not drafting archimancers high enough and like these are cards I pick up pretty early even like auger of bolas i really like this guy I, I think he's underrated and i when i'm in blue i tend to have these throwaway guys so uh, so I, I think i didn't have enough like now that i think back that the only two guys that really gave me guys to ditch away were i had one auger bolas and one attendant knight where i could give him like the one one right but other than that i think i was lacking i had you know, wind drakes, fairy invaders, welkin turns. Just didn't have enough like dumb guys to give away where it would justify like the five mana investment that, you know, I'm I'm sort of upgrading, but at the same time, um giving them a dude. And like they didn't have bombs. You don't have to cast it. I, like, I are, don't are you have winning to cast. like are you winning the game with the guys you have on the table? Good. If if not, if you're they're actually gonna win with their four four, you know, whatever then you use it and now you're winning. Like it, I it's, think still, it's still really maybe good. In, I think in the situations that I was in today, I think I was losing. And that's why I said like the problem was like, I'd steal their guy, but come into play tap. So I couldn't pl like block them the other turn. And that did, did put even more pressure on me. So it's just not stealing the like, game. That, that's what you're saying. Like mind control steals can just flat out steal games. This, this sometimes right, right, won't right. just, Complete. Well, it could if I gave them like a dumb guy, sure. like right, like a one three or or even a cracking hatchling. Maybe I should have drafted that guy, right? Ugh. Give him that, so it you know diminishes their like it just sort of stops their pressure, and so um, that's my experience with it. You know, I'm I'm clearly not doing the best I can to maximize it as you two, so I'm still looking to to do that. Um, but anyways, let's move on to the next card. Next cards I want to talk about. Actually, we're going to get into that. We're going to look at the first two picks that our good friend Alex Hain had to make in his draft at the uh, Magic World Cup. Tough spot. He was in a tough spot. Yeah. 
I keep having to think about it because apparently they can't use the world words World Cup or something because it's trademark. So in his first pack, uh, Kenji, I don't know if you've been following the draft. So I'll go with you first, and I'll I'll read the the decisions he had to make in his first pack. Did you have a chance to check it out, Kenji? Uh, I didn't watch the draft portions, but I dra- uh, I watched like the overall processions. Okay, so so his first pack, the notable cards are. Um, Attended Knight, Sarah Avenger, uh, Wind Drake, Archeomancer, The Black Knight. Um, I think those were the notables. And the uh, Flint Hooth Boar. This is so. This is in all in one pack. Yeah, this is pack this one, is pack, pack one. one. Right. So, which card would you pick? I'm leaning either toward the Knight of Infamy or the uh, Flint Hooth Boar. I think I'm going to go okay. with the Knight of Infamy just because the Flint of Boar, you know, kind of puts you into two colors or that you want to be two colors. Otherwise, he's just a bear. Knight of Infamy mm-hmm. is very strong. If you take any of the other cards, uh, especially the white ones, yeah. Did you I hear mean, Sarah? Like, did you miss Sarah Avenger or, or, or do you think it's not as good as the Knight? No, no. It, it's certainly better, uh, I guess, <laughs> but... I, I'm, oh, Josh. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the Sarah Avenger. I think the Knight of Infamy is way better. No, it was an honest, it was an honest question. I, I mean, I, I think Sarah Avenger is better, but I, I think it's certainly close. Like, it's not, it's not a slam Sarah Avenger. It's tougher on the mana base. And, I mean, I, I do think 3-3 flyers are, are quite good in the format, though. I mean, most of the flyers are like 2-2, two, 2-3. Two, two, it's, it's a big air presence, and I go with Sarah Avenger there. Pretty. pretty I don't even better. think the Attended Knight or the Windrake are... Or even well, the just naming more cards. Question. <laughs> um, so, Josh, you would take the Sarah Avenger? Yeah, yeah, I agreed with his pick. Oh, is there any argument against the fact that you know it's it's double? Well, I guess not, because because it's usually cast in the late game. So, it's, so yeah, you, it's, it's you turn four. I mean, it's not like you need a, you can't cast it turn two. So, I mean, that's just like a moderately white deck, and and even yeah, even casting on turn six while you play something else, that's that's fine. So like. Yeah, so the double white doesn't really... It's not like double white on turn two. It's like yeah, double it's white not, turn it's five. It's not really going to deter me from... Like, like I mean, if it was double white and two, like if it costed four, it would still be a pretty high pick. And <laughs> I'm not going to say, hey, that that's a really heavy white requirement. It's, yeah. So you have the knight pick two. And would you have it as your... Uh, not pick two, I mean, like, as your second choice? Yeah, I think it's between those or, two. I, I really do think it's between those two. Um, okay. But, yeah, and I, I think it's it's at least reasonably close. Knights, knights are really good. Kenji, you'd have Sarah at number three in your... Oh, no, no, order? Sarah's number two. Okay, okay. But it, I think I think for me, I'm definitely taking the knight, although, yeah, it is, it is debatable. <laughs> I think most people would probably take the Avenger... Preference tells me that I'm going to take the knight. Okay, so the the his second pick really uh the choice that he made actually is a card I do want to talk about today, um but once again Kenji I'll I'll tell you what what cards are in this okay. second pack, um so there's man I can't pronounce this blue guy Archeomancer yeah Archeomancer Archeomancer, um we have a divination we have a flunky we have a rancor Void Stalker, uh, we have a Volcanic Geyser, and we have a uh, a Spear. Wow, that the, pack uh... is stacked. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> Holy, so he took the Sarah Avenger pack one, right? 
Right, right. Okay, so we're assuming that, or I'm basing yeah, yeah. Uh, this pick off that pack. For sure. Yeah, okay. don't, don't, don't assume you took the night. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> assume you took the night. That changes everything. Sorry, can, can you list the uncommons? Because those are the only ones I'm really interested in. I know I heard okay. Rancor, oh, I heard uh, Volcanic Geyser. What was the last one? Uh, the Stalker, Void Stalker. And, of course, there's the Spear. That's probably the Oh, Void Stalker is rare, though, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I can't really... I'm, I'm trying to replay the YouTube video, so... Oh, I, so... oh, so maybe somebody took an uncommon from that pack. Yeah, it was, the uncommon it, was missing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Was, so... Uh, I'm probably Trump. taking the Rancor there, to be honest. Uh, I think... Interesting. What's that? Okay, is it close? What's your reasoning behind... Oh, yeah, I think uh... it's definitely close between quite a few cards... Um, I think Rancor is probably, probably on par, if not better than any of the other cards. Uh, it's okay. just that Volcanic Geyser or Searing Spear, you know, those are both, both red cards. I'd, I kind of want to start sending signals and I don't necessarily like red black in this format. I think it's too many dirtles. Uh, it's red, not, white? you have to assume you're white. Oh shoot. Okay. That's right. That's right. Stupid. <laughs> sorry. 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 <laughs> oh, well, let me change my answer now, because I don't like white-green at all, but I do think white-green's okay. Wow, you know what's funny? What's that? Because Alex says the same exact line you just said right now. What did he say? He doesn't like white-green. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like white-green at all. I think it's okay. Oh, man, shoot. Hmm. Wow. I'm, I'm still probably just taking it. I don't like it, but I'm, I'm probably just taking the Rancor still. Again, okay, I, well, I want to send that. If I'm going to sh keep shipping red, I'll you know I'll send the signal down. Where, where do you rank the the void stalkers? And not is it? It's just probably like probably probably where? It's not up there. It's either like okay. Rancor, Searing Spear, Volcanic Geyser. Those are like within the top three for me. Okay, Josh. Josh, you you've had time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm slamming void stalker. I don't even. I like. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think it's. Well, okay, it's Okay, first of all, let me let me say that like I'm absolutely not taking Rancor here. Like, um, first of all, like it's partially because I, and I'm pretty sure I'm aware of it. Like, I know I underrate Rancor. I don't think it's as good as other people think it is. I, I and I'm possibly wrong. Like, I've played with it. It's always been good, but I. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily like it over. Uh, removal spells and and you know just like the other power uncommons uh, most of them uh, but the other thing is like uh, it's true you're, you, if you take the rancor here you're not sending any green or except for the flinto four which which is I mean it's it's a green red card it's not really you're not worried about that as a signal with all the powerful red and blue cards but there's also the the fact that you're it's a very deep pack and you can wheel something very good. So I think I, I I like I usually would favor that over sending a signal like because Ooh. it it's like it, it's you're in the driver's seat right so like you first of all you 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 much prefer to read the signal than send a signal and like if you can put yourself into a color like here if you take if you take for example if you take the geyser um, there's a good chance that the flunkies wheel and if you take the void stalker there's a Pretty good chance divination wheels, or the Archaeo. Well, I don't think Archaeo is wheeling, but, <laughs> nice but, but divination has a decent chance of wheeling. And so I think I'd rather I'd rather give myself a chance at two solid cards from the pack than 
to send potentially send a signal. And even if you if you take Rancor, there's no there's really no saying that you know green's going to flow or because you 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 can't really read a signal out of this pack. It, really, it, it there's there's quite a few cards it could be um, in such a deep pack. Like I mean, it was obviously something very good. I, at least you yeah, hope what, so. I wonder what what do you think it could be? I, I think it's <laughs> I, I, there's a number of cards. It could be like Switcheroo, Tauren's Invocation. So that might be blue. that might be a reason not to take a blue card, maybe. But it, it could also be like I mean I don't think that Rancor is a slam over all the other green uncommons even like pack one pick one. I I don't like uh what's his name the guy who bounces a guy like I don't I'd have trouble picking Primadoc. Yeah, I'd, I'd have trouble taking Rancor over him. Um, what do you think, Kenji? I'm still taking Rancor, definitely. It could be, it could be <laughs> Flames. Like, do you take Rancor over Flames? That one's a lot closer to me. I think I like Flames in general too much. So, for the, yeah, uh, there's, there's quite, I mean, there's, there's quite a, I think every color, ha- it could be like an, an O-ring. Like, every color has something that you could potentially have taken out of this pack. So, I don't think you want to read a signal. Pack. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I like, I like Voidstalker. Uh, better than the guys where I like white blue as a combo as an archetype. Better than white red, and I think it's just a much more efficient card. It does it does a lot. Um, in fact, I, I I think I like the Searing Spear over the Geyser in this format, but that's a matter of preference. Um, so Kenji, a lot of people that told me on, on Twitch TV as they were watching um, Alex talk about this deck tech, I think a lot of people and. Obviously, one person in in Josh's draft magic forum. <laughs> he was upset. I uh, gave uh, <laughs> gave Alex a lot of shit for taking the geyser. Do you think like it was that bad? But well, I, I think both of you think it's close. I mean, maybe not your pick of preference, but yeah, for taking the geyser. The thing with taking the geyser is you just took the Avenger. That's a double white card. If you take the geyser here, you're taking a double red card. If you know, if you drop one of those colors as your main, you're not going to be able to splash them. And if you are, well, then you're you're probably pretty heavily three color, right? Whereas with um, any of the other cards, Searing Spear, the Rancor, even the um, the uh, Void Stalker or something, you know, potential splashes if you really wanted. Like you're just you're putting yourself in a position where if you're ever pushed out of those colors, you're not going to be able to play the card you're taking here. Or I mean, one of your first two picks, the Avenger. Yeah, that's that's. Guys. I think that's a consideration for Spear over Geyser. Also, I I I feel like my experience with Geyser is it's been quite clunky. Um, like in reality, your red decks are much more interested in making sure they push through that first that, yep, that bunch yep. of damage before trying to finish them off with a giant fireball. Like you're playing a bunch of small guys, or, or plus flunkies and stuff like that. But you want to push through the damage, so. Like, oftentimes you're using a geyser as if it was a spear, if that makes any sense. But it's just yep, way less I agree. efficient. I agree. And it just costs more mana, so you're yeah. not getting it as early. It's five, ma- it's five mana to be a spear. And in general, you're not... Red's not the kind of... You're not playing the kind of decks where you go up to seven, eight, nine mana. I'd like to have... I'm, I'd be very happy to have, like, that one, that one geyser at the top of my curve. But I'd, I'd want to have, like... I'd play as many spears as I draft, whereas, you know, <laughs> like I'd play t- 10 of them if I could, you know. <laughs> three, three, three. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh, like what you said earlier, I just wanted to emphasize how, how awesome it was to, to hear that because about the whole looking at a pack and seeing what you wield, I think that's something that most people, including me, don't really consider 
uh, that much, if at all, while looking at a pack. Um, so that's something I need to work on. Yeah, clearly. it's super. I think it's super important. I think it's way. In fact, I think it's way more important than sending a signal in in, in pack one because like. You're you're gonna be in two colors, and getting cut off isn't really the end of the world. But getting those, getting especially when it's a solid card like Mogfly, like and and that was part of his reasoning in 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 the pick. And so I, that's why I thought it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I just would have taken the spear under the same reasoning. But but like he he, he talked about wheeling Mog Flunkies, and that's that's a pretty big deal for for a red deck. Taking you know getting two cards out of this pack, two solid cards, that's that's a big deal. Um, so, so you see, like the value of getting two cards more so than just taking the only green card and yeah, just sending. Yeah, it's, it's also so off. it's so early. Like, like okay. you're, the signals, the signals aren't like the, the, the you're you're a bit more worried about signaling. I think later in the pack, like pick three, four, five. That's really where you, the 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 very clear signals start to happen. I don't think you want to read too much into what signal you're being sent on picks. Two and three, it, you know, packs are deep sometimes, and you can get yourself into trouble if you read too deeply into them. I think. <laughs> Man, I, I'm with you, uh, Josh. I just can't see myself uh, picking Rancor over like a solid, very solid removal spell. Yeah. But Rancor's you know, really, I'm... really good in some archetypes, and I mean, it's it's always very, it's 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 always good. It's always a threat. Just like you know, it. it it does get two for one though. Like things like passivism exist, instant speed removal on summons. I mean, all, all these like it, it's it's a powerful, it's a very powerful effect to have. It's like a way better green ring, but like you still you still are setting yourself up for the two for ones. And I'd I'd rather I'd rather a very efficient removal spell most of the time, or even a potential okay. two for one like flames and tolerance invocation like. Okay, so we'll, we'll move on to, to a, another card uh, that I just want to quickly talk about, which is Reckless Brute. Um, I just wanted to, to hear your quick thoughts on it. Um, I've played it in aggressive archetypes, but eventually, I mean, it, it, it runs into decks that have a lot of things that just totally shut them down, especially Attended Knight. So I don't know uh, how spectacular or even how good this card really is in, in the whole spectrum um so what do you have to say about this card kenji uh i usually only play them if i have you know like two or three mog flunkies or i can pick up some battle jesters and then i'll like kind of sandbag them but there's a lot of times <laughs> where if i'm playing against white or something or if i'm playing against somebody else that's red and, and i've seen krenko's commands you know captain's call that type of thing <laughs> i'm just shoving them out they're just <laughs> completely garbage but i mean if you're on the play um you can just you can just out tempo them really quick just like turn one arsonist turn two flunky turn three brute sure that's like a nut nut curve out but it it happens more often than not i mean the uh the flunkies and the the brute are both commons it's it's not unreasonable though expect to get you know two or three of each in a draft have you cyborged them in <laughs> In, yeah, uh, against uh, slower control type decks, you know, uh, kind of the bluish, the black decks. Because uh, in, like, versus blue, you're you're happy trading away for one of their flyers. Sure, they do have the, the augers and the archaeomancers, and that's kind of awkward. But uh, they come down, I don't know. I Overall, I'm going to say this card's bad. 
Let's just go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that's what you said like last week. You're like, ah, spell twine, it, it's bad. <laughs> it's like a slumber. We're not dragon. really comparing these cards though, right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Josh, uh I like are you in agreement with us? It's, uh, it's sort of underwhelming, but you have to play it maybe sometimes. Uh, I don't think you have to play. It. I I hope I never have to play it. <laughs> I'm with him though, 100. percent Like I've played it with in the Mog Flunky Jester deck. That's yeah, it's it's fine there. Uh, it's fine as a one of if if it's really a hole in your curve. Like if it hits once, if it hits them in the face once, it's it's quite good. And even if it even if it trades with or gets eaten the next turn. Because it like you know it gets in for three, then it then it takes away one of their blockers the next turn, and sometimes forces a trade that's a bit awkward for them. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's not a card I'm happy to be playing. But he, he has his place. <laughs> like, it's like elvish visionary. Fuck. <laughs> well, you know, three three power is quite a bit though. So the nice thing is it can take out a lot of the uh, a lot of the bigger creatures. Maybe not necessarily bigger, but. The more problematic creatures that come down around turn three or four, anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you want to judge him on the worst case. You don't want to judge him on the best case, which is flunkies into him and they have nothing. You don't want to judge him on the worst case either, which is like elvish visionaries go. Like, <laughs> I mean, even in like even if then if they play an elvish visionaries, you, you can just hold on to him, and, and at some point he might make the difference in an attack, push through the extra damage, and you know if you got jesters in the deck. Yeah, he's he really good really with well yeah. yeah, take away a blocker and extra attacker. That's that's pretty good. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What's the ideal red common creature at three? Is he the only guy there, or the ideal is flames of the blood hand? I guess. <laughs> is there a creature? No. There's not a. No. Okay. No, there's really nothing there. Ideally, you're pairing with green, and you have a courser or something. That's qualifier. <clears throat> yeah. Qualifier. <laughs> No. So you're ideally looking at other colors. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that might be something that's for me at least. I think it's important to keep in mind that if I have a hole at three, that maybe I should be valuing my other the drops. Well, my other I mean, Mog Flunkies is is fine as a three too. So like, if you just take extra Flunkies and stuff, like that's usually how my red decks play out. Is I I have another two drop on three, and that's okay. As long flunkies as your are good <laughs> on the same turn. Um, so this, uh, this weekend, I'm going to get my ass over to GP Boston. So as you know, on GP, the first day is sealed. So I do want to ask you guys for a bit of advice. If you guys have played much of it, um, do do you obviously still draw first, like go second, Josh? Um, it's, it's actually been a toss up and normally I'm, I'm a, I'm uh, a big supporter of drawing first in in most sealed formats, and especially most corset sealed formats. It's it's a little bit up in the air because it, like they've really they've really pushed uh, aggressive. There's there's a lot of reasonable aggressive cards. So I mean, if you're an aggressive deck, you're probably going to want to play first in this. It's 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 in like most corset seals, it was just so. It was so difficult to like get all the pieces you needed for an aggressive deck for that to be a viable strategy in sealed. But you see a lot of them. You see a lot of really good aggressive decks in this sealed format. And, and in that case, if you have trouble dealing with the aggressive decks, or if you are an aggressive deck, you you probably want to be on the play unless your mana is horrible. But I mean, <laughs> it, it they're, they're, I'm I'm sort of uh, it's fifty fifty for me. It depends on my deck. Ooh. Okay, Kenji. 
basically copy and paste agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, disagreements. Well, I mean, there, there are a ton of uh, fast aggressive deck, aggressive decks in the format, and sometimes I know it's happened to me. I just can't beat uh, turn two, turn two bear, turn three courser, which really sucks. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, just it yeah, just and bears are horrible in the format in general. Like most, like just the vanilla two twos. Oh, I They're know, so right? Bad and, and you just you don't you don't you definitely don't want to lose to them. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like sometimes it's a void stalker on turn two, and sometimes it's a you know more a, you know a knight on turn. Like th- those are brutal, like knights oh, on turn two. So yeah, bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as someone that doesn't like isn't that experienced in sealed, I, I just I think the general feeling that everyone says is that you know it's slower than draft. Um, does that affect uh, the curve of your deck generally? Do you want to like slant? closer to the big drops because it's slower josh well i i mean not no not not big drops per se you want to slant towards power that's that's the way i feel um and a lot of the time that does mean playing a few more five drops and six drops than you normally would but it also like to me it means i'm i'm much more willing to splash things uh just you know and, and there's powerful three drops and four i just want to I, I i'm a lot less likely to play um you know, a, a a bear, or a hill giant, or th- things like that. I want I want my higher impact. Uh, if if it's a vanilla creature, hopefully it's it's a big one. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to jam in all my powerful spells, my removal spells. If even if that means splashing in a slightly worse mana base. Yeah, that, I mean that that's that's usually the way I approach it. But I mean, you want to be aware if you've got a nuts aggressive deck, you you want to be aware of the, like make sure you you build a couple decks and see what looks better. Well, it sounds like if you, you open a really aggressive pool, you can really get an edge on these other people that are, you know, splashing a third color for more powerful Definitely. cards, right? Like, you could just, like, bang. And they're like, I'll go second. You're like, fine. <laughs> kill you. <laughs> yeah. Bloodthirst somehow, right? Yeah, no, if you're, if you're, like, you have to be, you have to be, you don't want to just be like, oh, this is sealed. I'm just going to play, like, my curve is going to start at, you know, I have two cards of three, and then the rest are four. And like, no, dude, you're not. You're, you're not jam day tomes. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not going to the extremes like that. But yeah, you are going to be cutting. Like, if I'm okay if I don't have an actual two drop creature, as long as I have other things to do or enough ways of recovering. If you want to be when you build that more controlling, more powerful deck, you just want to be aware of you know what other decks are capable of, and make sure you have ways of 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 getting yourself back in the game, like flames, cards like flames, even Mark of the Vampire does a really good job of that. Things like you, you want to have a plan unsummons, some you want to have something. Yeah, you, you want to have a you want to have a game plan against uh, the, the more aggressive decks. Um, copy and paste against Kenji. <laughs> no, for me it's for me for sealed. While while I strive to get the powerful cards in, I'm almost usually going for synergy or just quick early beats um i like to take advantage i like to take advantage of the slower powerful decks and just be like bam 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 you know get something like i don't mind playing bears and sealed because my curve is usually not going to be very high there are times where i do play three color i i you know just for the just say power level like talrand and then i've got a cranko and then i've got i don't know something splashable yeah something splat well not maybe not even necessarily splashable but Something very powerful as well. Where I just want to play all those cards, 
Like that's not out of the question, but I, li- I like to lay down the I like to lay down the law. Play some play some Silvercoat Lions. Play some Flinthill <laughs> Fours without mountains. You know. In your face, Josh. Yeah, Frank. no, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm generally not playing these these cards and skills. Like, there's if if your plan is like that's the only thing I can do to deal with opposing cards like that. Like, I need I need that bear to trade with their bear. Fine, that's that's fine. But I'm not I'm not going in with the plan of punishing someone with a bear because generally you're going to be punished with a dead card in your hand. That's that's I I, I think I don't know. We we need to like. Set this match up or something. Yeah. <laughs> you against Kenji. <laughs> I'm gonna get there with tormented souls, man. I'm just gonna be like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, actually, like I, I actually, I, like, as much as I don't like it in draft, I, I, like, I think tormented souls are like almost unplayable in, in sealed. But, I mean, unplay what really? Because like, Def- pe- like oh, definitely pe- because yeah, I mean, everyone's playing all the so like if your plan is. Like enchanted, that's a, that's generally a horrible plan in sealed because most 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 people are just jamming is all the removal into the into the deck. You don't want to set yourself the two for one. Also, people have access to cards like Fury and Cower and Fear and and like I've splashed for uh, Fury in sealed I, I, out of the sideboard at least. I think like, Fury's very me. very good underrated. Yeah. That's as a side note. Yeah, and it's it's a common like if you if you're building that like X one beats deck. People are just going to side into Fury, and and a lot of people are going to have access to it, and it's it's not. I, I I think I don't I don't think it's a great way to 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 build your deck and still. I think you can be doing more powerful things in general. Like sometimes you have to. Sometimes that's your best chance of winning, I guess. But you you hope not. Glorious charge by Kenji. <laughs> <laughs> Only I, I played it in draft. <laughs> Kenji, do you find yourself going first more than I guess? It seems like you always want to be usually more aggressive in sealed. Is so you find yourself playing? Oh, I, well, I mean, again, I try to play the powerful cards if if I can, but I still like okay. to be as, as aggressive as possible. So yeah, usually I'm going to be playing first. That being said, if again, if I'm splashing for a third color, if I have tons of removal, um, if I have a more, more of a slow grind your deck, yeah, I'm going to draw first. But okay. I wouldn't be playing uh, if like. Uh, What's it called? Like a grizzly bear on the draw. That's that's pretty bad. Oh yeah, those are <laughs> not walking corpse. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> not. Where see, you that's a be. nice thing though, because again, a lot of the people are trying to do those slower, more powerful decks, and so they're going to choose to draw a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. You want to be careful about when you draw for if 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 you just if you die to walking corpse, you probably want to think twice yeah, before drawing yeah, yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you like you should, you should probably be ashamed of yourself. You should. That's too. Story that, that too. But <laughs> um, we're gonna f- wrap up the show with uh, this topic. Uh, it was great that you brought up uh, Chandra's Fury, Kenji, because it made me think of cards that um, are they main deck or sideboard. So so starting with uh, Fury, I actually got blown out one in one of the drafts online when the guy actually had it in his main deck. So. Josh, do you see this as a main deckable card? Oh, I never cut this. I almost never cut this. I'm playing one in every red deck. I want one oh. in every red deck, yeah. This card's Actively. really good. Yeah, this card's really good. Yeah. I mean, like, not even even in my red... Like, I've had red control decks where I still want to play them, even though the, the four damage is not even... is very rarely going to be relevant to winning the game. It, it's just that good 
picking off all the X ones. So like at worst, it's a bad lava axe. At best, it's like a complete blowout. Oh, it's yeah. You're almost always getting something, and like, and you got to remember, like, yeah. So you pick off their tormented soul, or their knight, or their squire, or whatever. But you also, or like their three tokens, whatever. But you can also like, it's an instant, so. After, you know, they attack, you can use the extra damage to finish off one of their bigger guys, trade up while you're doing that. It, I've never been unhappy to have this card in my hand. So you want one, would you ever play two? Yeah, if, if the four damage is actually relevant, I'd think about playing two. If I'm, an okay. aggressive de- if I'm an aggressive red deck and I don't have too many things competing in the five, then I'd be fine playing two. But, like, I'm almost always playing one. You're not playing it over, let's say, Fire Elemental, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like it depends. What, it depends. Like, um, like how good is Fire Elemental? I, I don't know. I, I I don't think it's generally that great. Uh, some some of my decks want it. Some of my decks want the extra big body because I'm red. Yeah. But if I'm red green, I'm definitely playing Fury over Fire Elemental. Yeah, I agree with that, Kenji. Um, yeah. I mean, Chandra's Fury. I'm if I have one. In my pool, I'm probably almost going to play it. Uh, I just want to take a side here for a second. You've been blown out by this card. You've got holes all over your mana curve. Are, are these innuendos for something, KYT? You know, I just... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyways, uh, yeah, Chandra's Fury is very, very strong. I, I, again, I think it's underrated. People don't give it enough credit. Um, even when it's bad, it's not that bad. You know, it, it's not as bad as. A lot of things, and you know, at least you're getting four damage if nothing else. Uh, if you ever kill anything as well, you're getting so much value. Um, if you're getting beat down, you know you end up tur- or whatever. You just use it, and then they're kind of thinking, hmm, maybe he has more burn if he's using it this early, you know. So they they kind of leave some of their guys back, anyways, because four damage is you know a fifth of your life. That's that's quite a big chunk. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree with uh, what. Most of what Josh but said. Right now, Kenji, uh, because I think it still comes pretty late. So you're not actively drafting them high. You're hoping it comes and back in wheels, right? Oh no, no, I'm not going to pick it high. I mean, again, it's common, so you're you're more than likely to see one, um, if not in every pack, you know, at least two of the packs. So I'm not I'm not banking on this, or uh, that is to say, I'm not I'm not taking it very early. Yeah, I'm not taking if, it very literally. If it's pack three and I don't have one yet, I might think about taking it. But, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. But, I mean, again, it's a common. Yeah. People people aren't taking it very highly. It's a five mana uh, spell. So, you know, most people aren't thinking, hmm, better take this pretty early. Yeah, no. <laughs> Soulbush wins to my left. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't I don't take it early. I, I, I agree. Like, you're going to see one. And if you don't and it seems like it really fits, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't be dis- like I wouldn't be embarrassed to take it second or third pick in pack three if I felt I needed one. But. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so Josh, this the uh, second card and last card since we're getting close to the to the finish line here would be Plummet. Have you played this in your main deck? Should people play in their main deck as their twenty third card if they must? Or no, no, no. This How is not. This is not a main deck card. Uh, it's not like in in. Uh, that horrible set we just finished with, uh, Avison Restored. Uh, yeah, it, they're, they're, like, their most colors had that flyer that you can pick off here. It's not like that. There's a lot of decks that it's just totally dead against. Uh, Naturalize is way more main deckable than, than Plummet, in my opinion, actually. Really? I, I've, I've heard differing opinions about that. What about you, Kenji? What do you think? Uh, I think it's probably on par with Naturalize in playability. 
or a main deck ability, rather. Uh, I mean, let's see. Green and red, like the only colors that that's kind of that it's really dead against. And unless they're pairing those together, which is actually pretty common with like Flint of Boar and stuff, then it's not always going to be that bad. Uh, and even in red, you still have the dragon hatchlings, which is which is sad to be plummeting. But the furnace whelps and whatnot, right? So those are fine. Right, right. But there aren't even that like outside of blue, there aren't even that many flyers. Like it's it's possible. For someone to be black, white, and not have too many targets, I guess you're going to try to have one or two. But even like if it's, if you're like white green or black green or black red, a lot of the time it's going to be dead. Like green red's really where it's almost always dead. But there are other like there are this this the format's not like that. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but chock full of flyers that and like plus like if you're <laughs> are you green and you don't have any. Uh, Spider. like spiders or like what's recluses or whatever. Like, I mean, that's that's the other thing. Like, if I'm in green, you better believe it's because I have some of those cards. I mean, most of the time, I, at least I hope. And like, I I can see if I don't have any of those cards and I'm green, then maybe and I'm like really weak to flyers. I can see main decking one in that case. Okay. But but most of the time, no. I agree. I mean, okay. if it, if you already have um like the recluses or the uh, whatever the four four. Sarah Angel Spider is. I don't remember the name right now. You, maybe you, you don't yeah. need the plummet, but I think it's still main deckable, just like Naturalize. I mean, they're going to be 23rd cards for me, usually, but yeah, sometimes you just you need something, right? You think they're on par? I think I actually might like plummet sli- if I had to, if I had to pick. That's true. Okay, so if I had to pick, yes, I'd say plummet slightly less because there are a lot of good enchantments and artifact targets in this set that if you don't deal with them, yeah, soon or immediately, you're kind of just boned. <laughs> it's like uh, that'd be funny though. They they randomly, you know, turn six staff of Mim. You randomly have naturalized. <laughs> <And> naturalized <laughs> on like pacifism or oblivion main deck is always the biggest blowout ever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, so Josh, do you have any like sick decks that you want to talk about quickly before we do our crack pack? I, yeah, I have a pretty cool. I have a pretty cool one. I. I I actually in one of my games to get, give you an idea of the deck. I uh, what's the name of the tutor? Diabolic Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. So I cast it twice off an Archaeomancer. I fetched up the Archaeomancer with the first <laughs> one, like and getting I got. So yeah, this is this is like my deck. The first time I got Archaeomancer and Cranko. Uh, the second time I got a bunch of cards, including like the five five dragon. Uh, Mutilate, unsummon. So this was a three-color deck. It was it was it was a bit of a beast. I had two uh, Grixis artifact thingy. Oh, the was, gems. Yeah, oh yeah, it was a beast of a deck. It was it was awesome. I didn't. God, you know what's good against that deck? A bear. Yeah, yeah. Bear, <laughs> I was pretty cold to bears. No, no. I had I had some stuff for the early game, but it was, you know, like like it, I was actually really impressed with how how good unsummon was in a in a deck like that. Like being able to go put my artifact down and then the next turn uh you know tap, get my lands and then unsummon something and not far fall way too far behind like it, it was i was learning things with that deck and it was it was fun to play all like i had like five or six bombs in it it was fun awesome anyway, yeah um i don't know if you guys rem- <laughs> remembered our our last crack a pack but uh, i remember after the show we said it was a pretty 
fairly easy decision. Um, there was like the choice was the only two legitimate choices were between Garrick's, you know, pack leader and fairy uh, invaders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think me and Kenji and, and even Josh would ultimately pick the pack leader, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I think like it, it was like I don't think if it's between those two cards, it's always a slam pack leader. Like I think if if the pack was a little deeper and there were other cards and there was signaling to consider and wheeling to consider, it could change. <laughs> but here, here it was just like nothing's coming back. You're not sending any like. Your signaling is straightforward, at least. Like, if you take the pack leader, the next best card is the fairy or vice versa. So, like, it's straightforward here. Just take the better card. And I, I'm pretty sure pack leader is the better card. I saw some people saying that they'd take the auger of Bolas, though. I think that was a joke. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I like. <laughs> I think the card's underrated. Don't get me like I. I actually think this card's pretty solid. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, viscerally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see, like, taking the fairy thinking you might wield the auger. But I don't think that's happening in this pack. Like, I don't think you're thinking about wielding anything in this pack, because it's just so bad. Yeah, if you're taking auger, yeah. you're hoping to wield, like, spell... Or, I mean, open spell twine or something. Jeez. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, like do, do people do the math on auger? Like, if you, if you have... So, like, most decks... It's going to be between forty and sixty percent hitting. Like that's pretty good, isn't that? Isn't that really good? Oh, that is pretty good. Well, I. Mm. I mean, most de- like uh. so like six between six and ten spells, you're forty to sixty percent, something like that. It's but something they have close the to that. Instances in sorceries, though, so I don't know if you have. Yeah. Well, spells. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like six is. Am I the only one who drafts six plus spells most in most of my blue decks? I mean, why else are you in blue if not for your your awesome spells like invocation and switcheroo and. I don't always I mean, get invocations. Those are all uncommons. <laughs> but I mean, that's why I'm entering blue. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I or like you know, even like you're playing divinations and summons. You're pairing I think with top black. end. I might have eight to eight spell uh, instance or sorceries. So yeah, eight, then, I mean eight. Eight. You're at like you're roughly fifty percent. It's yeah. roughly it's like like forty eight or something like that. Fifty two. I don't know, because you remember. assume you open one in your opening hand as well. Maybe you even two, right? Well, I don't think... That, is, that doesn't... Because you have five cards. Like, on average, you it doesn't really affect... You don't want to... You don't use those cards in the calculation, because there's you're going right. to have five, six other random cards in your hand. So they're, they're, those don't really... Like, yeah, at certain points in the game, the percentages change, but you don't evaluate the card based on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay, so I don't want. I anyway. want to remind our listeners quickly that uh, we're gonna like. It's not too late. You can still comment on the first one. We're just gonna enter. People will commentate on these crack packs into a some sort of draw, and we're gonna give away these packs that we open directly on Moto. I'm just gonna give away, you know, the five rares that I open. And today's pack. You gotta open a better rare. Oh. <laughs> Trying. The rare mm, is Disciple of Bolas. That's a rare. Or uh, in commons are the Courtly Provocator, Phyrexian Hulk, and the ri- the Blue Ring, the Ring of Evil's Isle. And to our commons, a Johnny Sunstriker, Divine Favor, Duress, Fire Elemental, Goblin Battle Jester, Cracking Hatchling, Mark of the Vampire, Spiked Bailoff, Trick of the Trade, and Welcome Turn, and a Swamp. So uh, we're gonna that? we're not 
<laughs> we're not going to say anything. We're going to analyze uh, this <laughs> this back in our next episode. But please leave a comment or uh, tell us what you would pick. And while you do uh, that, you can also comment on the show. That, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> Any last comments from you guys? Starting with you, Kenji. Uh, yeah, listen to us more. <laughs> Josh? Yeah, I agree. I just actually actually have a one last question because we talked about how awesome Chronomaton was, and then Alex, who you know what he said was when he listened to the show, he was actually um, jokingly mad at us Uh-oh. that we we uh, sort of revealed the secret of Chronomaton before the road tour. He's like, ah, I was sort of upset that you know you got to give people guys... the benefit of the doubt. Like as they play, like <laughs> as they lose to Chronomaton, like yeah, I had a game, I had a game uh, with two, I had two Chronomatons. And like just just the bottom of my curve, the, the, it drew both his murders, and then he was just dead to my three threes and four fours that came out after. Chronomaton's so good, yeah. Anyway, sorry. It, it's so good to the point that I need to ask this question as the last question of the show. How does it compare to certain like cards? Like I don't even know where it fits in my pick order. Um, I like taking them early, just because it you know you stay open, you can see what else is coming down the, the line, and it's yeah. that good. It's it's a it's a when in doubt take the chronomaton I think like it. Okay, you can let's play. think of a heart in common to compare it to. Well, uh, I mean, look, I'm I'm not taking it over flames or like. No. You can take like <laughs> take the best one to two uncommons out of each color, and then you know. And then chronomaton. And then I, chronomaton yeah, then I can right. probably. He, then he's I, like the third. Yeah, he's like the third best. Uh, uncommon in every color, if that makes sense. <laughs> Yay! You can never go wrong with and that. I'd, I'd rather take a chronomaton. So, like, if I open up a pack in, in, like, in pack two, I'd rather take chronomaton than dip into another color. Most of the time, it's chronomaton's not going to be that much worse than that premium uncommon in oh, another yeah. color. That I'm, I'm going to take chronomaton there. Like, I, that happens a lot. I take chronomaton in the top three picks in pack two a lot. I find myself doing that. Yeah. It's such a beast in in any type of deck, so I love it. Sexy robots, man. All right. And so good with uh, trading posts. <laughs> I had if only if only you could yeah. say spell twine there. <laughs> if only I had I had that. I, I remember I talked about that like in the first um, in our first podcast, and then I actually built that deck. I had it on video too. You can go check it out on our site if you want. Like it was awesome. I was recurring that Primal Clay Phyrexian Hulk. It was awesome. <laughs> Phyrexian Hulk was sided in, but yeah, it's another story. Anyway. All right, catch us next time. Hopefully, I'll be talking about how awesome I did at GP Boston. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>